Welcome to the Speaking for Him podcast. My name is Andrew Gomison, and each and every week it is my privilege to be your host. I'm super excited about what I have to share with you today. I will be sharing with you an interview that I did with my friend Amelia Lopez. Amelia was one of my Potter's House kids who I recently reconnected with on Facebook. You know, social media has its downsides, but one of the pluses that I have found is that I've been able to connect with some amazing people, many of whom you have heard featured here on the podcast. So I'm very thankful for social media in that respect. To give you a little bit of background on Amelia, she spent a considerable amount of her education at the Potter's house and left after 10th grade. Um, and she came to know the Lord just a couple of years ago, but her dynamic testimony will be an encouragement to you, I'm sure, as you listen. I would encourage you to share this with family and friends if you find it encouraging. And if you pass on any feedback about this episode, I will make sure that she gets it from me so that she can be encouraged by you. So please make sure to hit us up with the contact information that will roll at the end of the show if you enjoy our episode. I want to start out before I play the interview with our quote of the day. Our quote of the day comes from Amelia's favorite Bible passage, Psalm 23. I'm just going to share with you the first verse today, and we will talk about why it is her favorite passage during the interview. But it is, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I think one of the things I really like about this passage is that it is probably the most known and most quoted passage in the entire Bible. Even if you are not a believer and have no interest in going to church or learning about spiritual things, you have probably heard or know a good portion of this simple six-verse psalm, and yet it has great rich truth for us to absorb. To think about the fact that the Lord himself is our shepherd, he is guiding us in life, and that we do not lack, as another passage says, any good thing if we follow the Lord. Now, we often misunderstand this because we say, well, I don't have the one thing that I really want, and so therefore God must not be good. But I would encourage you to think back to your childhood and ask yourself if your parents gave you everything you ever wanted as a child. And the answer is probably no. And I know some of you probably had hard childhoods, So some of it may have come from a vindictive place, but for many of us who grow up in Christian homes, we know that the reason our parents didn't give us everything we want is because that wouldn't make them good parents. They would have raised spoiled, entitled kids who would have become spoiled and entitled adults, and anyone that had to interact with us would reap the consequences of this decision. So I'm very thankful for my parents who said no when it was necessary and encourage me to earn the money for the things that I want and learn the value of earning money for the things that I need and believing that God will provide for each and every one of my needs and that there is a difference between wants and needs. And so there is such a simplistic 
yet rich message in this verse. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When we trust the Lord for our future, he does indeed give us a rich future beyond what we could ever ask or imagine. But we need to be thinking along spiritual lines and not simply temporal. For the Bible says in another place, the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So those things which we do not see should be our focus. Well, I think Psalm 23 is a great lead into our conversation today. So without further ado, here is my chat with Amelia Lopez. As any of you know who listen to the Speaking for Him podcast, I love to have people on who are doing great things on their Christian journey, and I want to inspire people to walk closer with the Lord Jesus. And I recently reconnected with one of my Potter's House kids and saw that God was doing some pretty amazing things in her life, so I asked her to come on and share that with us. So um, I want to welcome my friend Amelia Lopez to the show. Welcome, Amelia. Thank you. Well, uh, we're just going to start with some basic questions. First of all, can you tell me a little bit about your childhood and your growing up years? Yes, yes. So um, growing up, um, one of the main factors that... um, was just significant in my childhood was growing up with separated parents. Um, they've been separated since I was about maybe like seven or eight. Um, so growing up, I was full time with my mom and seeing my dad here and there, um, on schedule routine. Um, and so I grew up with that going on in my life and, um, I, Joined Potter's House School in second grade. Um, and I was there all the way up until my, um, sophomore year of high school there. So I spent most of my educational time there. Um, growing up in my childhood, um, I wouldn't say the Lord was, um, something that I really knew about, um, or like had a personal connection with, um, growing up, we would go to church on like holidays sometimes, or, um, just here and there once in a while. And it wasn't really something that was implanted in me at a young age. Um, and growing up in a Christian school, of course, having Bible class, hearing about the Lord, um, you know, I just seen it as a class I had to take and not really something that was real, um, and that I could, and God that I could have a relationship with. So I would say I grew up pretty much not really knowing the Lord until later on in my life. From what I could gather from your Facebook posts, it was actually within just the last couple of years or so that you really got serious about your faith in Jesus. So can you tell me about that journey and what made you start taking Jesus seriously? Yeah, so um, I didn't um, find the Lord um, until October of 2021. Um, And just leading up to that moment, um, I was just really in a place growing up um, of just always wanting to seek attention and seek finding my identity and whether that be relationships or friendships. And that, of course, got more intense as I got to high school because feelings are more prevalent in life and things like that. Um, So 
just grew up pretty hungry for like wanting attention and wanting a love. Um, but I didn't know at the time, like the love that I was craving couldn't be given by any human. So um, it just led me through like a lot of um, bad relationships, bad friendships, um, because I just was never satisfied and was always trying to push for more out of a person when in reality, a person couldn't provide with me what I needed. Um, so I hit um, pretty much like rock bottom my senior year of high school. My family was just struggling at that point. Um, and just insecurity began to attack me, stress and the weight of what was going on with my family. Um, that was just weighing heavy on me. And I felt like everything was on me to fix. Um, so that just led me into like a depression and struggling with anxiety, trying to juggle all these things at once. Um, and I just remember um, waking up one morning just so overwhelmed by the weight of what was going on around me. And I just remember, well, I remember hearing about God. I remember going to church on Sundays. And so I'm like, I had a moment where I woke up and I'm like, God, like, if you're real, I'm asking if you could fix everything that's going wrong in my life right now. Um, and I just left it there. Um, didn't take any further action. And, um, later on, um, a few months later, after I prayed that prayer, my brother, one of my older brothers actually sent me the gospel basically. And, um, I, I, I listened to a preacher share a sermon of the gospel. Um, and it pierced my heart in that moment, but I wouldn't say I was all the way sold out in that moment. I would just became aware of like, okay, this is something that could be real. This is something, um, that seems pretty serious. And so I have that embedded in my mind and I'm just continuing on in relationships and living in sin. Um, and I, my brother just kept being faithful, um, faithful in the Lord and just repeatedly like reminding me of the gospel, reminding me like of the reality of what's going on, um, spiritually in my life and just like, um, the truth. And so I just began going to Bible studies on Wednesday nights at a church. Um, and it was on the book of Revelation, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, I just, yeah, we just dove into Revelation. Um, and that was really moving my heart during that time. And I just remember one night in church, I'm like, wow, like this is starting to really like resonate with me. Like the way I'm living is not satisfying at all. And it's not leading me ultimately like to the father and to this eternal life that people are talking about. Um, and so one night I was trying to leave the Bible study as it ended. And I just felt a tug in my heart and in my chest and something was telling me they're like, don't, it was like, don't walk out of here without giving your life to the Lord. Like, why are you pushing it off? Like, why not now? And so the Holy Spirit just tugged me, tugged at my heart. And I turned around and just came to the passion. I was like, I want to give my life to Jesus. So from that moment, I surrendered my life to the Lord. And just since then, it's been a learning journey and um, just the process of sanctification going on. But since then, like the Lord has healed um, that longing that I've had in my heart of seeking attention and love. Um, yeah. And that void was completely filled by him um, after that night. So that's kind of how I came to know the father um, and come into relationship with Jesus. I really appreciate you sharing that. And I want to point out a couple of different things you said. First of all, you talked about the struggle for identity. I think that everybody struggles at one point or another with their identity. And it's my, one of my missions is to help people see that their identity is found in their creator 
and yeah. and that is uh found through a relationship with Jesus Christ who we know is uh, a coexistent part of the godhead we read in the bible that he's the fullness of the godhead bodily and we know that he was present according to john chapter 1 at the creation of the world and so if he's the creator of us then he has a thing or two to say about the way that we live our lives and so i think that that it was so good that you realized that your identity was found in him and nowhere else and the second thing I wanted to uh, just point just to point out is Amelia's talking about a journey. Uh, she wasn't ready to go all in immediately. You know, some people's stories are they hear the gospel once and they jump in with both feet and never look back. And other people, it's a process. So thank you for sharing that process with us. Um, I know when I reconnected with you, I noticed right away that you were on fire for the Lord and it was exciting to see. Um, And it just reminded me that as Paul said, some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. Cause sometimes when I'm working with people, especially young people, I wonder what's resonating, but sometimes Mm -hmm. the fruit takes a few years to take root. And so that was an encouragement to me. Wow. So my next question is, I know that you had a summer missions opportunity, a missions tour of sorts. So could you tell me a little bit about that adventure? Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, the uh, it's an organization called Every Heart Movement. Um, a few college friends started it a few years ago just with the gospel burning on their hearts, burning to share the love of Jesus. Um, and so they would travel in an RV together um, and just continue to seek out the heart of the Lord and to go out and have other people be met by the love of Jesus and sent by the love of Jesus. Um, and later on it progressed and they just felt the Lord um, give them a yes to have other people join in on that journey of sharing the gospel. Um and so I kind of heard about it through a friend of mine um, when I was looking for some community. She mentioned Every Heart Movement. And so I attended it for the first time last winter. Um, so it's about to be a year now that I've been with Every Heart. Um, and they announced that they were going on tour this summer. And what their tour consists of is um, a bunch of different teens, teams of young adults from like the age of 19 and older. Um, and what we do is we go around the U.S., bunch of different states and groups for about eight weeks long. Um, and in each week, we are preaching the gospel, um, evangelism, outreach, hosting worship nights. Um, and for me, um, we went to about, yeah, eight different cities, um, just spent a week in each one. And what that, yeah, we just um, had the routine of um, coming together collectively as a team, getting unified, worshiping the Father, seeking the Father in His Word. Then after starting our day off like that in unity and um, just grasping the heart of the Lord, we would go out into the streets and just have full freedom just to go wherever and evangelize um, to wherever the Spirit led us. Um, yeah, and we would just do outreach the whole weekend at the, and at the end of every week on a Friday, we would host, um, a, a gathering and that would just consist of us having 
public pop-up worship um, with a gospel presentation and then a commissioning presentation um, to get the people in different states activated and knowing the gospel and just to be sent. And we get them connected with local churches there. So it's really just a time of um, planting a bunch of seeds, getting people connected to be discipled, and also just being able to see um, the Father's heart on display and His power on display um, in each city we were in. Uh, can you share with me maybe a couple stories of your time there? Maybe just one or two that stick out. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So, um, one of the weeks we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and that week just consisted a lot of, um, physical laboring. We're with this ministry called Shoulder to Shoulder Ministries and they go out, um, and just the lower income areas and just serve and, serve that community they are bringing food free clothing um and just emotional and spiritual support um so just really laboring with the people there um and healing was something that i've never firsthand experienced of course i read of it in the bible jesus healing the leper um and stories like that and i knew that that was something that was real but it's never something that i've witnessed firsthand um and it wasn't until we were in tulsa oklahoma um, I met this woman. Um, she was looking for some clothes. I was helping her look for some clothes. Um, you know, just begin to ask her how her day's going and start a regular conversation with her. And she mentions that she has pain in her knees and her elbows and in her wrists and in her back, just joint pain all over. And at first I'm just like, wow, like, like, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, wow, hopefully like the Lord like heals you and that that pain goes away. Um, and the Holy Spirit was just like, why not, um, try and ask the Father now to heal her? Like, what's holding you back? Um, and so I just asked her, I was like, hey, like, is it okay if I, if I pray over you? Just pray that the Lord heals the pain that's going on in your body. Um, and she's just right away, um, open to receiving prayer. Um, so I pull her aside somewhere more private. And, um, just again, like reestablish where the pain is in, in her joints. Um, and I just lay my hands on her knees and her back. Um, and it wasn't a magical prayer that I said, um, because in that moment I was just like, none of this is dependent on the words I say or what I do or whether I lay my hands on her or not. It's dependent on if God wants to heal her, if it's his will to heal her and to show up. Um, and so I just lay my, place my hands on where it's painful. And I, all I say is, Lord, I ask that you please heal her in Jesus name. Amen. And after that, I just asked her, I'm like, how are you feeling? Like, do you feel any better? And she's like, just in shock. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, and she's like, wow, I've been prayed over many, many times but it wasn't until this time where my hands were placed. She said that she felt like almost like electricity shocked through where my hands were laid and her pain was completely gone in all of her joints. And so that was just like a testifying moment to me too of like, wow, the Lord is still so able to heal um, and show up in his perfect timing. And it was just a testament to her of like the Lord sees her and the Lord also sees me and just like blessing me to experience that moment with her. Um, so that was one of the memorable stories for me, um, on the trip. 
um, yeah, just seeing his miraculous power firsthand. And there was other moments too. Um, that one just really stuck out because that really boosted my faith. Um, and just testified even more that Jesus is moving. He is still healing. Um, and he loves his people. That's great. I appreciate what you said about according to God's will, uh, because mm-hmm. I've learned through my testimony in my life that it was not God's will to heal me, but rather to use me uh, as a disabled individual to reach people for God and to live for Christ despite my obstacles and to be a living testimony of his grace in that way. So it is important for us to realize that God's healing still does occur, but it is all according to his will. And so that is an amazing story. So now that you're back, from this wonderful summer opportunity. What is next for you, Amelia? Yes. Wow. Um, so I'm just, I was just currently in a season of just asking the Lord from coming back. Cause I have, I've, I've had plans of going to school and I just didn't really feel that burning on my heart. Um, and then just being on tour and spending intimate time with the Lord and just asking him like, Lord, like, this is something my heart would desire to do for, like, the rest of my life. Like, in any way, shape, or form, just serving you um, in ministry and just spending my days evangelizing, going out, sharing the good news. Um, yeah, and just recently, um, yeah, just just um, getting connected, like, with um, local local ministries um, and also, like, with Every Heart, serving with them as much as I can. So I would say right now I'm still in like that waiting season of waiting for the Lord, like to launch me into like my next full time thing. Um, But yeah, I just feel like um my heart just burns like for spending like the rest of my days, like traveling um and just letting people know the love of Jesus. Um, So, yeah, I'm just just waiting on the Lord to send me and give me like a clear word on what he wants me to do, um, whether it be big or small. Um, just as long as it's something um, where he gets the glory. So that's where I am right now, just waiting on his plans, seeking his heart um, on how he wants to use me as his vessel. Amen. I will definitely be praying for you, and I will encourage my listeners to pray for you as well, that God will direct you. Um, we read in Proverbs chapter 3, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. So I believe that for you, that as you acknowledge him, he will direct your paths. Do you have a favorite Bible verse, maybe one that you've carried with you since you became a Christian, or maybe just one that's encouraging you in recent days? Yes. Um I would say just the passage that is consistently always helping me. Um, would be Psalms 23. Um, just knowing, like, starting with the verse, the first verse, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Um, that's just something that carries me every single day. Like, I lack nothing, no matter the circumstance of my life, having the Lord as my shepherd leading and guiding me, like, I have everything that I need. Um, and just the other golden, the golden words from the Lord in Psalm 23 is really something that, um, has just been motivating me through life and everyday life. So I would say Psalms 23 is my favorite. That is a classic passage. And I, and I would say here for, 
people listening that it would be a good idea to go back and revisit that psalm. Because I think sometimes the familiar psalms or the familiar passages of scripture, we can just kind of be like, we know that psalm and so we don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. Uh But there's a lot of richness in that psalm. So, So that's a great idea. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with me today. I just have one final question, and it's one that I ask everyone, and that is, what is God teaching you specifically in this year of 2023? Wow, yeah. Wow, I would say just right now in life, um, this year so far, um, it's two things that the Lord is teaching me and is one is to always depend on him, always lean on him and just constantly being humbled and realizing my need for the Lord. Um, because I found it so easy just to think I could go on without spending time getting my daily manna from the Lord in the secret place with the Lord. And just the Lord revealed to me like, wow, just how, how desperate and how, how lost I feel when I don't take that time to put him first and um, just adore that special intimate time with him. So definitely like leaning on the Lord, putting him first and just always staying humble and realizing that like, I would not be here without the Lord. I can't take another step. I can't do another day without the father. Um, So just putting him first and really leaning on him. And the second thing for me would be um, um, loving my neighbor that is something that the Lord had to nail in my head. It's something that like we kind of fly by sometimes because that's a common, a common verse brought up to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Um, but just really like digging deep into what that means, like reading Romans, um, and just seeing how like we loving our neighbors doesn't mean just like, you know, sharing the gospel with them or trying to put things in like into their lives, but just like exemplifying the love of Jesus, like encouraging them being for their being there for them as a friend. Um, And that took a lot of weight off of my shoulders too, just with like some, uh, some people I have relationships with who don't know the Lord and just carrying the burden of, Oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. But just knowing that like exemplifying Jesus's love to them is enough. And the Lord is ultimately someone it is the one who is going to change their minds and change their hearts. So yeah, just loving my neighbors, encouraging them, getting to know them better um, and just supporting them the way Jesus would. Um, yeah. So I would say those are the two things I'm just really learning a lot this year. Um, yeah. That is really good. I would say this, that loving our neighbor and spending time with people can open up so many doors for the gospel. A lot of times when we're sharing the gospel, we think that it has to be a full on gospel sermon, but really when we're in the community and we're talking to people, we can have the opportunity to see, well, this is where they're at. Maybe God will give me a word specifically for them to meet them where they are because Jesus met people where they were. Uh, When, Mm -hmm. when it made sense for him to use the illustration of him as the living water, He did when he was dealing with hungry people, he said, I'm the bread of life. So he met people where they were and used illustrations that they could understand. And we can definitely learn from that. Amen. Well, it's been a blessing to have Amelia here. Folks, if you've enjoyed this interview, please share it with your family and friends. 
And if you have any uh, feedback for Amelia, I will make sure that she receives it. If you send it to me with the contact information that will roll at the end of the show. Thanks again for being here, Amelia. Thank you for having me. I want to take this opportunity to once again thank Amelia for sitting down with me and sharing her story. I hope that you are all encouraged by that, and I hope that you will continue to pray for Amelia as she endeavors to continue to love God with all her heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love her neighbor as herself. I also hope that this was an encouragement to you to do the same. We all need to be about the business of loving people to Jesus. Jesus was one who took the time to spend time with individuals and draw them to himself. And so as Christ-like ones, as Christians, we should have a similar goal in life. I hope that you will have a wonderful week, that you will share this with family and friends, and that above all, you will keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 